0: You are listening to the One Year School podcast. Are you ready to activate your focus, to sharpen your memory and to release anxiety and stress often caused by school? We are introducing experts and coaches who will enrich your life to become happy and healthy in body and mind. We also interview our students who not only have overcome dyslexia and other learning challenges, but they are thriving and leading the lives they desire and have been able to create. Most people aren't very excited about grammar, but when you talk to someone like Heidi Stead, who is really an expert on literacy and grammar, you will get a bit of her enthusiasm and learn something like I have. So let's go to this really interesting interview with Heidi Stead. Good morning, it's Barbara Hoy here, and I've got a very special guest with me today. Her name is Heidi Stead. She's the director of Steadfast Language and Learning, and she has got a a diploma in uh, language literacy and a master's degree in uh, linguistics, English linguistics, and um, has also, what I'm fascinated with, she has a, a range of products that support students, you know, from upper primary, high school learning, preparing them for the HSC. And it is around areas that a lot of children with dyslexia actually struggle. And that is grammar and the other part, how to formulate their ideas into a structured essay. And I have seen some of the products that Heidi has uh, brought out. And I think they would be ideal for children to have a sort of a scaffold on how essays could be structured so that their grand ideas can be sequentially put into a meaningful, meaningful essay. Is that describing it well enough, Heidi, for your products? <laughs> how would you describe yes. it in your own words?
1: Oh, Hi, Barbara. Um, yes, absolutely. So uh, the three products. That I have designed uh, they're all very flexible and be used for um, a wide range of abilities and ages but I guess they were designed for upper primary kids right through to senior secondary exams um, and I think what what they're designed to do is is just sort of demystify the whole process of English learning it's such a difficult it's such a difficult area for kids to uh, study and I think grasp why they're learning all these all these parts of English they feel they'll never use again. Um, so I guess what I wanted to do is to simplify and clarify exactly what the main tasks are and, um, yeah, just help, help students to be able to tackle these on their own and give them some clarity, some scaffolds and... Um, yeah, just help them help them to sort of develop year after year, improve their English skills.
0: yes, um, I, I fully agree with you. a lot of these um people who are already challenged with literacy and they have great ideas and don't know how to bring them across for them, it seems like just boring stuff they will never need in their lives. So how do you get them to understand that these are really valuable tools and um grammar is valuable in Uh, in their lives? How do you make them understand or why do you think it is important?
1: Uh, Well, particularly grammar is an interesting one because I think a lot of people assume that it's perhaps not as necessary to be learning grammar as it used to be and um, it's not as relevant anymore. But I think when kids hit that high school age, they're expected to be able to talk about language, construct texts, deconstruct text, and they need to have, I guess, a toolkit of um, language terms that they can use to describe how language works to achieve a particular purpose. So I think grammar, without having to learn all the, the technicalities of grammar, I think it's so important to understand what the components can help us to do in achieving a purpose, you know, so so making sure that language and and the the structure of language reflects what we're trying to do with it and and makes it as effective as possible.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. I always I always liken grammar to the spine. If we haven't got a backbone, how can a language have a structure where it can actually apply? And especially, yeah, and often when you you learn another language, I mean, they in school often have another language added to English. What, if you don't understand the grammar of your own language, it can't be applied very easily to a second or third language because you need a reference point, isn't it?
1: That's so true. And and there are so many language terms that students will cover right through their schooling. And I guess one of the products that I designed was... um, Card game, and I think you've had a look at this, Barbara. Yeah, if you've had a play it,
0: <laughs> I played the solitaire with the grammar terms.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: great! Great.
1: So the reason that the cards came about, and they were my very first product, was uh, because w- when I was teaching students, I would bring up terms every now and then, and it may have been as simple as a noun or a verb, or you know, a conjunction or something like that. And um, what I found was that Students recognize these words, but unfortunately, with the amount of content that they have to now cover at school, they haven't been allowed the the constant repetition and reinforcement to be able to remember all these terms. And and when it comes down to it, you know, there are hundreds of terms that I guess we expect students to remember after perhaps talking about them once or twice. So the idea of these card games was to refresh the student's recollection of these terms and definitions and examples that go with it just to keep it fresh in their minds because the information is there i could very clearly see that that all, all my students have heard these terms before but unfortunately they're just they're not retaining them because at the moment i think they just they get a bit lost in the number of terms so the card games was a way to just continually revise and and refresh these terms so that they become something that that they can use more regularly and they're more familiar with and so i've de- i've done that with grammar terms i've also done it with punctuation terms because there seem to be a lot of punctuation marks that that people struggle with and also for upper secondary language devices and terms and techniques are so important to remember and once again there are so many of them that I think students can get a little bit overwhelmed at times so hopefully through the card games the students can just regularly revise them and just bring them all back to the forefront of their memories.
0: No, I fully agree I mean I was, I was really struggling to be able to add every the right definition and example sentence to every term. <laughs> it drove me to the dictionary, saying, "Wow, what was that again?" You get confused <laughs> with these different terms, um, what a homonym is, and what a, a suffix and prefix and everything is. Exactly. So, yes, exactly. and, and yeah. the question a lot of people would ask: Why is it important to understand? I understand why it's important to understand it. Is it important to know the term? This is an
1: interesting. because obviously I've studied grammar in a lot of detail through my uni degrees. But I think more important than than learning all the technical terms is just being able to recognise what different parts of language do, so what their purpose is and, and how they achieve that. So I think it's important that students obviously have a good grounding in the basics definitely nouns, verbs, adjectives, adverbs, all those types of concepts, they're important. But I I don't know how important it is that people then learn to be able to describe, you know, past participles and all those types of, all the terminology. I think it's more important that they can use them in their language and they understand the purpose of them in their
0: language. Yes, Um, I agree. I agree. I think it's the meaning. We have to attach a meaning to it, to make it clear that it yes. is important to understand the, the reasoning behind it and to understand it's good to have heard the term and it's good to be able to link it, but for some of the words, it's probably much more important to understand the deeper, uh, deeper uh, the background, almost like the fabric here. Uh, where it is important to then translate it to another language and then be able to apply it in different ways, in different essays and in different languages, isn't it?
1: Exactly, yes, exactly. And, and the reason that uh, with the card games, I have attached both a definition and an example of each term, I guess is for that reason, that even if somebody struggles to remember the name of that device or, or language feature, if they can associate the example that goes with it, they can then work out, you know, what it is. And I think, like you're just saying, I think that's more important than rote learning a whole load of terminology. I think it's more important that they they can associate an example of that with with what it's doing, what the purpose is. Mm. So I've, I've noticed over the years a lot of my students, um, you know, even if they struggle to remember specific terminology they can often give me an example that they know from the cards and I say okay we'll use that example and let's work out you know what a metaphor is or what a simile is from the example that you remember
0: yeah.
1: so yeah so I think yeah. that you know the terminology is is important just to be able to identify But as you say, Barbara, the the meaning is more important and being able to identify that thing in authentic language is much more important.
0: Yeah, Now, thank you. You described it much better than I could have. And um, Heidi, can you explain or can you maybe address how you work individually with children? You have individually probably mostly high school students or school students preparing for the HSC How do you work on an individual basis with them? Where do you help them most?
1: This is a really interesting question because I I guess it establishes my whole business. Over many years, I have taught students one-on-one after school for sort of extra support, those who are just needing a little bit of help in particular areas, also just those who are coping fairly well but would like to do even better. So I see quite a wide range of ages and abilities I have also taught uh, younger students and uh, basic literacy skills, but I guess the materials have sort of evolved more through my secondary teaching. And um, something very interesting that has come out of that teaching over many years is that regardless of all the students I've seen from different schools, different ages, different abilities, what I began to notice was that they all seem to be coming to me with three
0: broad areas that they're struggling with. So what so I was tell able Tell us, what, to are, talk, what are those three areas that you found most children struggle with?
1: Yeah, so, so what I found was writing an essay was something that just about everybody was stumbling over, knowing how to structure, knowing where to start, knowing what to put into an essay, uh, where to put it, And just understanding the concept of writing a formal argument, that was one thing that that a lot of students were struggling. Secondly is is what we've already addressed is all these language terms that they need to have in their working vocabulary. They need to be able to understand what all these terms are in order to be able to analyse things and and write about language and write about their texts. And then the third thing was... um, students were really struggling with how to analyse their school texts. So they study plays, novels, poems, um, sometimes speeches. And I think a lot of kids, firstly, don't understand why they're doing that. You know, why do we have to pull all these, what appears to be sort of abstract components out of a text? Why can't we just read it? So... You know, I think that they, they're confused about what they're supposed to be doing with a yes. text yes. and they're confused about how to do it. It's, it's a difficult thing to try to study a text in that complexity. So the three products that I designed were specifically to deal with those three things that I just found all my students seem to be struggling with. And it was quite an eye-opener because they all just boiled down to these three basic issues. Mm. And and once I designed these materials that specifically addressed those things, that then began to make up my entire teaching, tutoring program. I could actually just focus on the three materials and we covered everything they needed to know. So the three mm. materials together just really built a strong foundation.
0: Yeah, I understand. And I think it's always it's always great when you see how your knowledge comes together and boils together to something really simple and something that is actually just addressing what is needed and it can eliminate things that we realize is not, are not as important. So I think it's wonderful to have three of them rather than 50, you know, to really come and zoom in on, okay, here I can make the biggest difference in those children's lives and their literacy and you have done it brilliantly and I'm really excited. So what um, is your future plan? Because I heard you're trying or you're doing, uh, or creating online programs to make it even easier for children to to purchase something online that they can use then?
1: Yes, well, I mean, to be honest, this is something that I've struggled with since I developed the materials because I've always felt very strongly that the three hard copy materials that I designed um, have benefits that go beyond that um, what could be done online, and that's because they're all very tangible, very visual. They're interactive in terms of you know having to tick boxes and mm-hmm. fill in scaffolds and things like that. So I've always felt that the benefits of them are actually. Due to the nature of them being hard copy, yes. and and I've always felt that a lot of the the true learning concepts happen in that in between phase between question and answer. Yes. So you know, like a maths problem, you can't go straight from a question straight to the answer. There's a whole process of working out and being creative and linking things and that whole process. And that's where I actually think the true learning occurs. So with a lot of online resources, what I find is that there's that temptation for students to go straight from question to answer. And sometimes, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I even think that involves cutting and pasting. Or, And they seem to be missing that whole important middle step planning yes. process.
0: I, I love that you said that, Heidi, because I think that is a real gem of wisdom, that uh, the learning happens between the question and the answer. It's almost like the gap between the words. It's exactly. It's a very valuable um, confirmation for me to say that, because I really believe that the process of thinking is the process of uh, conceptualizing an idea, and it's in that uh, in that gap as you said that we don't want to participate in in instructing but we actually just want to have a student come to their own realization and uh, go through a process that it becomes a really much deeper deeper learning than just okay here's the question here's the answer and that is really well put Heidi. thank you yeah oh thank you
1: yeah well that's something that i feel very strongly about and and in creating these products I made sure that that in-between step was really emphasised and that's why my essay planners, where you actually fill in the, the scaffold of an essay but in planning form, is again really putting that emphasis on jotting down point form, moving things around, having a look at the, the visual representation of an essay and how things link together and all that type of thing and also... Text files and essay planners also allow for peer review or teacher review at those in-between stages. So often, it's very difficult once you've written an essay to then make improvements or make changes because it's already written, and it you know students aren't going to want to be rewriting things. and And once an essay is written, it's very hard to include new things or edit things. So the idea of the essay planner is that all the work that goes on on the scaffold is all planning and you can then review that at the planning stage. You can have your teacher review it, you can make changes, you can do everything you need to do before you actually begin to write the essay. So it is, it's such a learning process. It, like you said, rather than going from question to answer, it's really putting the focus on what you're learning through that process. And then each time you write an essay, you would hope then that you you are actually improving your skills. And I think a lot of, you know, essays just are a big mystery to a lot of students, I think. And um, so my hope is that this really pulls it apart into manageable chunks that students can deal with and can then sort of perfect and work on before they actually create a piece of written material.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you come up with an online version that has... Also, a similar process in between, because in, in files online, it's op- often quite easy to sort of flip them around and to change the content, the content from one area to another, so that it is more focused on the in-between stage, rather than exactly. giving a very simple answer because it's nothing. It's nothing for us to give anyway. It's for them to work it out. and that—that that I'm sure you work something fantastic out, and I'm looking forward to getting your online product as well. Oh, and thank you. Both of them yeah, will be very, very valuable, yes. So Heidi, if people want to get your products or uh, find out more about you, where do they find you?
1: Uh, well, you will find me at my website, which is www.learnatic.com. .com.au and there's a lot of information on there about the three products that I offer, and a little bit about um, the background of the business. and It's it's quite a quite a densely written website because I really, you know, to me this is a lot more than selling products. These these products, I really want to make a difference yeah. to schools and individuals. I'm not. I'm not doing this as purely a sales um, endeavour. This is something that I really want to see mm. out there and, and I'd love to be contributing to mm. improving the language skills of kids in our mm. schools, which I'm sure you would understand
0: I fully agree um, Heidi, um, I, I can feel your passion about it and that's fantastic, I love it. I just want you to spell the name because I think that is a very unusual name and you once told me where it comes from, do you want to explain where Learnatic? Lun- Learnatic, Yeah. Right, so uh, I guess, uh, well Learnatic is spelled
1: L-E-A-R-N-A-T-I-C, Learnatic, as in a bit of a pun on the lunatic I guess. But the reason it came about was because most of these students I was seeing at a high school level were coming to me looking extremely stressed out, um, overwhelmed, they are dealing with a great deal of pressure at school and I guess um, I'd heard so many times that school was driving them crazy and all these sorts of images sort of arose so our slogan is learn like crazy without going mad so I guess what we're trying to do we're trying to help students to to learn like crazy um be able to be ultra productive and passionate about what they're doing but obviously without the stress and without feeling overwhelmed yeah. And uh and that's where our
0: name came from. That's perfect. So Learnatic is the brainchild of Heidi's Dead, and I hope you can go online and get those products either in physical form or later on in in copy in uh, on your on your internet. I'm just excited having met you. Thank you so much for this interview, Heidi. And thank you, Barbara. We keep we keep learning. Yes.